Hi and welcome to Woodside Weekly, bite-sized, digestible, authentic English, straight to your inbox. Habit hacking, part two. Last week, we looked into how habits are formed and how to substitute bad habits for good ones. We got an insight into habit loops and how they form and the four-part process that leads to making a habit and repeating it day in and day out on autopilot. Today, I want to delve into the world of sticking to the good habits you make and acquiring good ones and motivating yourself to create new ones. This may be of use to you, particularly if you want to acquire a new habit of working on your English more frequently. After all, consistency is king. So stay tuned to find out how you can become the habit-making king or queen. You can't just wake up one morning and think, oh, I know, I'm going to start a new habit. And suddenly, katinga, boom, new habit acquired. It doesn't work like that. That's where many people go wrong when they make New Year's resolutions on the 1st of January. They start all guns blazing, only to find by day 14 they've given up and gone back to their old ways and they didn't create that new habit they so desperately wanted. How can we make a new habit tempting, tantalising and motivating? Think about starting a new habit of working on your English a few days a week. Let's say more frequently than now. We all have the, I haven't got any time, there aren't enough hours in the day feeling. But there are various things we can do. So listen to the next part to find out what it is that you can do to build good habits. Habit sucking. Trying to automatically put a new habit into your routine doesn't work. And that is where so many people go wrong. You might stick to it for a few days, but it won't become a habit. So what's the secret? The secret is you need to link your new behaviour to something you are already doing. This is why habit stacking is so powerful, because it gives you such a sense of achievement. Let's start from the beginning, because you're probably wondering, what on earth is habit stacking? Firstly, let's begin with the meaning of stack. Stack can be a noun or a verb. To stack is to place things one on top of the other. You may stack books on a shelf so that they're all on top of each other in a pile. A synonym of stack might be pile. People stack plates in their cupboard and they place them on top of each other. There can be a stack of books under the table if you're an avid reader, for example. So, if we combine the word habits and stacking, we get habit stacking. And that is when you identify a habit you already have, a good one, of course, and you stack or you add your new behaviour on top. So you join the actions together, maybe consecutively or one directly after the other. You make that connection in your brain. So by doing this, you link your new activity 
with one that's already established. And bingo, Bob's your uncle. In no time, you will be doing the two things automatically, or the three things automatically. So, when you begin to habit stack, you shouldn't be overambitious. Let's imagine you want to start moving more. How can you incorporate some more movement into your day if you have limited time? Imagine you make a coffee twice in the morning. You could use the time it takes your coffee to heat up or to brew to get some extra steps in, to do some squats, to do some stretches, do some push-ups. Five minutes in what might otherwise be wasted time scrolling on your phone various times a day can really add up. Perhaps you want to get into the habit of drinking more water. You probably won't remember on your own every few minutes, oh, I'm going to have to drink a glass of water. So why not habit stack? As soon as you wake up in the morning, go to the bathroom and make sure you drink a glass of water. When you make a coffee in the morning, make sure you drink a glass of water. A couple of extra glasses of water, more than normal, and in no time, you'll be automatically drinking more water than you ever imagined. And that can really work wonders for your health. Habit stacking and English. I can't help it. I'm a teacher. I had to link this article with learning English in some way. Many people say they don't have time to do anything in English because, well, I think in their mind, learning English is studying English and sitting down at a desk doing exercises from textbooks. Well, I'm sorry to tell you, but whilst that is one way to improve your English, habit stacking is the way to go, little and often and consistently. So we need to identify habits that we already have that are already established in our lives and find pockets of time where we can. Pockets of time are everywhere. It's a question of identifying them, organising them and linking them to your English in this context. So how can you habit stack and take advantage of these pockets of time to improve your English? Well, let's take an example. Imagine you want to expand your English vocabulary. You don't have to sit there for hours and hours studying lists. That's totally unproductive. Think of ways you can have it stuck. Set yourself up for success. Let's see. The night before, make sure you have a small list of words and phrases you want to learn. Prepare the list while you're relaxing on the sofa instead of half watching TV or scrolling mindlessly on your phone. Don't overcomplicate things. Don't overthink things. By preparing a short list of what may be five, eight words, you've made the process already easier for yourself. So write down the eight words and their meanings, for example, and wait till the next day. I'm going to continue with the coffee making habit. So when you're waiting for your coffee to heat up the next morning for your mid-morning coffee, take the time to take out that list and revise the words. Take a look at them. Repeat them. Write a couple of sentences using the words. There are really so many micro-exercises you can do that will lead to your main goal of expanding your vocabulary. And by the way, if you want ideas about micro-exercises like these, let me know. If you want to start reading more in English, pick a time of day in the evening before you sit down to watch TV, pick up a book or a magazine or an article, do it on the commute to work on the train, Ten minutes a day, that's all you need. They really add up. Then, 
when you've done your 10 minutes reading, for example, on your commute on the train, that evening, as mentioned in the previous point, take five minutes to write five or eight new words that you saw in your article from what you read and prepare your list for the next day. If you love going out for a walk or exercising in the gym, listen to an audiobook or a podcast, connect the two activities together. Imagine you want to improve your writing. Practice makes perfect, as I always say. And remember, done is better than perfect and better than nothing at all. Get the idea of perfection out of your head. So if you're travelling on a bus or train, spend 10 minutes of the journey writing a journal in English. Make it a daily thing. Get on the bus, take out your notebook and write. If you don't commute, for example, you work remotely, have a notebook by the side of your bed. Write a few sentences before you go to sleep. Brain dump, as we say. Brain dump, write what happened to you that day, write it in your notebook. Practice writing. Maybe when you wake up in the morning and you have your coffee, you could write a few sentences in your notebook then. So it's as simple as that. Connecting a new behaviour that you want to acquire with one that's already established, one that you do, is extremely powerful and so much more achievable than getting to the end of your day and thinking, oh, I have to study English. I should be studying English, not doing it, and then feeling terribly, terribly guilty. Point number two. With this point, I am not going to lie. (laughs) I used to think this was a load of rubbish. And actually, I was wrong. Yep, you heard that. I was wrong. Before criticising it, I should have tried it. Writing down your intentions is powerful. Very powerful. If you write down some intentions, things you want to achieve this month or this week, today... If you write them down, you are so much more likely to complete them. It sounds stupid, but it's not. It can be as simple as this. Tonight, write down in your notebook, on a piece of paper, on your phone, whatever. Tomorrow, I'm going to... And write down three points. Tomorrow, I'm going to... Number one, read for ten minutes in English. Number two, make a note of five words. Number three... Prepare my list to revise tomorrow morning while making my coffee or while sitting on the sofa in the evening. So you write down three achievable tasks that you want to get done and do you know how satisfying it is to cross them off the list and know that you've achieved them? The next one, point number three, is to track your progress day by day, week by week. It sounds silly again but you will actually see the progress you're making. There are loads and loads of habit tracker apps online, or you could download a PDF one. Making a new habit fit into your already established routine doesn't have to be a mammoth task. It's not set in stone, and you can adapt your new habits to your day-to-day. So if your new habit stacking method isn't working, then mix it up. Adapt it to you. If it isn't working over a long period of time, then something has gone wrong and you should adapt your new routine or your new habit to your way of life. The way of acquiring this new habit should not be 
difficult transition. If it's not easy to go from one habit to another, then something's gone wrong, so you need to adapt it. By tracking your progress day by day and seeing what you've achieved little by little, when you look back, it will be so easy to say, wow, look at what I've done. That's incredible. Or I've practiced writing in English three times this week. That's much more than last week. I have revised 50 new words this week because I've been tracking my habits and I can see what I've done and I've been able to track 50 new words. That's incredible. And when you see what you've done, you can give yourself a pat on the back. The next point is something that I also used to think was a complete waste of time and it would just be, it's silly. You've got five minutes to spare, let's imagine. The old me would pick up my phone and scroll. Because I would think, what's the point of doing X activity for five minutes? Because by the time I've started, it will be time to finish. But actually, I was mistaken. You can do a lot more than you think in five minutes. Try it. Set your alarm on your phone and focus on something for five minutes. Like, I don't know, having a tidy up of your living room or or kitchen. If you do this several times a day, five minute bursts of activity... It will make a huge difference. You can do this with your English too. As I said before, all those five minutes build up over the course of a day, a week, a month or a year. So imagine, let's say again, you want to start writing more in English. Sit down, write for five minutes and you'll probably end up writing a paragraph or five, six sentences. That makes a lot of writing over the course of a month. That's a hell of a lot of practice. To wrap up today, I suggest you set yourself some mini goals, sit down with a coffee for 10 minutes and think about what you want to achieve and how you can habit stack. Become the habit stacking king or queen of your life. So go habit stack one thing this week to help you with your English and one to help you with your health. Go. (gasps) Bingo. I've just come up with it. Listen to this audio while you are out on a short walk. And that's all for this week. Thanks very much for listening to Woodside Weekly. I'll be back again next week with more. If you did enjoy the podcast, then please remember to like and share. Thanks for listening.